Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Sourcefy in Asia, host of the main channel podcast, and the host of the Sourcefy in Asia YouTube channel. Back with another one. This week's episode of the podcast um, is a YouTube video that I released about three weeks ago, almost a month ago, when um, when I was on my my last day in Jakarta, Indonesia, and essentially, you know, what I what happened was I was supposed to go back to to China. And my ticket was canceled. Like uh, the ticket that I had booked to to fly back to China was canceled. So I decided to come to Philippines. I was planning on being in the Philippines anyways in April. It's just accelerated the sort of the the move. And so I just made a video talking about my thoughts on the the coronavirus from a business standpoint, how the virus has affected my business and what I thought was going to happen uh, moving forward. Obviously, some of the stuff that I was making a few predictions in the video. And it's been you know three four weeks, and I was right. Like a lot of the stuff that I said actually happened. So that you know the government um, implemented laws, and, and then they slowly rolled out the factories so that productions could start happening again. And it's slow. So yeah, I mean basically, you know, I broke down my thoughts and on what's going to happen, what what happened to us, and then an interesting thing was. The timing of releasing this episode is perfect because a couple of weeks ago I met up with Michael McLeany here in Manila um, from the Global From Asia podcast, and and now he's uh, one of, he's the director of content for Alpha Rock Capital, and the it the company that has an invest in Amazon businesses and creates a portfolio from that. Speaking of which, I interviewed David. Uh, he will David Abusewitz. <laughs> I hope I pronounced that correctly, but yeah, his episode should be out in a couple of weeks. It was a really good uh, podcast that we did. So, anyways, um, yeah, he wrote this article. He put together this article of twenty-seven business experts um, and their thoughts on the coronavirus and how it's affecting them and their industry, our industry as a whole from you know manufacturing the so some of the people in the article were you know people like myself that are consultants uh, there are other people that are amazon sellers general entrepreneurs that live in and around uh you know china and hong kong you know qc company owners you know other e-commerce uh, entrepreneurs so i think it was a really good article man like 27 people their thoughts and it was he put together a podcast and an article so there's a written version of it at globalformation.com slash coronavirus which we'll link up in the show notes and then there's the podcast which i'll splice in a little audio teaser from the podcast Rico, Rico from Source Find Asia, also the Made in China podcast, another content marketer and uh, amazing person in the community. He he has some issues where he the office is closed, he still has to pay rent, his workers can't get into office in Guangzhou, 250 shipments in our entire year of last year and only two got flagged. He's getting a lot more uh, shipments getting flagged, a lot more scrutiny for each shipment, and he is still staying optimistic but it's just going to really screw things up for we don't know how long. So, yeah, ch definitely check out that um, episode. Like I said, it's globalformation.com slash coronavirus. I think it's a really, really interesting podcast, and I think he plans on doing more of those. And I uh, hope you enjoy this week's episode of the, of the Made in China podcast. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me.
So coronavirus, first of all, I want to preface this with like, I'm not a politician and <laughs> a lot of people reached out to me asking me questions about China, like, like I'm a spokesperson for China. I'm not a spokesperson for China. I'm just a foreigner that's lived in China for the past five years. And I have opinions about the business side of things, not necessarily like political opinions. So yeah, I'm not the right person to ask those kind of questions. But what I will say is in terms of the business climate, the obvious thing is that from a manufacturing standpoint, things have been pushed back significantly. So typically Chinese New Year is officially two weeks, technically 10 days, but let's say two weeks. Uh, that's the official holiday. So like people that work in offices, banks, things like that, the banks will be closed for seven to 10 days. Like literally my office building gets closed for almost you know 10 days. And then a lot of restaurants, a lot of the shops and the shopping malls, all that stuff gets shut down temporarily. And then there's the largest migration in the planet. I don't remember what the specific number is, but it's, it's in the hundreds of millions of people that migrate. These are factory workers that are migrant factory workers that work in different parts of China. And then during Chinese New Year, they go back home. Because of all those things, the holiday tends to be two weeks officially, but if you're working in factories, I would say it's actually three weeks, maybe even a month, because a lot of times the migrant workers don't come back to the factories. They just don't come back. They just don't want to go back to work there. They don't want to travel. They get maybe job opportunities closer to home. A lot of those workers go work in factories for like a year just to build up capital so that they can then start their own businesses or uh, work on their farms or things like that. So. Yeah, so typically you can, I always say like it takes about two to three weeks to a month for things to get back to full speed after Chinese New Year. What's happened now is that the holiday got extended by an extra week. So today is February 10th as I'm recording this and the official end of the holiday was supposed to be last week. Um, it ended up being this week and even now like a lot of the offices, like my office is open but from my understanding there's not that many people that have come to the office a lot of the factories is not reopening like until next week. The EWU market unofficially is, is opening next week. And I think a lot of the suppliers are just gonna take their time to, to come back to work because the reality is the suppliers that have money, the factory owners that have money, they might not feel the need to necessarily come back for safety concerns. And then the same thing with the actual workers that work in these factories, they might feel like they wanna wait a little bit longer. Um, and maybe work on other sort of jobs that are closer to home. And then a lot of people working online. So like even like my, my team right now, I told my staff they should just stay home or stay in their hometowns because uh, you don't want people traveling on buses and planes and trains right now because that's probably the main way that this virus gets spread. So yeah, I mean, that's the one thing. And then the other thing that I think is going to happen is because of course, if the, the virus doesn't get cured or, or contained or it doesn't, then conditions don't improve dramatically. The government's still gonna wanna sort of control it, but they can't just not have the factories function, right? Like this affects not just China, not just the workers in China, but you know, obviously the companies that, uh, the foreign companies like myself, but obviously even the people that sell products globally around the world, you know, multinational corporations, just the global economy as a whole, like things are gonna to have to start shipping out of China, things are gonna to have to start being produced again. So I think what's going to happen is the government will put in stringent restrictions, health code restrictions on 
suppliers and then the suppliers that can adhere to those restrictions just won't be allowed to, to function or be open. Similar to what they've done with the environmental laws in the last couple of years, they just they go to factories and say, okay, here are the the new you know set of laws. We're going to be inspecting you guys to see if you're following this stuff. And if you can't follow these these laws, if you can't implement them for whatever reasons, maybe you don't have the money to buy the right technology, machinery, whatever, you just can't reopen. So I think that's what's probably going to happen now. What number of suppliers are able to reopen? What number of suppliers are able to implement those systems? I don't know. I'd say it's probably less than 50%. Because I mean, you have to imagine that the smaller factories probably don't want to make the investment in time and money, or just can't to implement those things. I think the bigger factories that have money that, you know, they're losing millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars by, you know, every week that they're not open. And their clients are also losing money every week that they're not open. Yeah, those guys are gonna feel the pressure more. The one thing that I'm hearing as well is that there's a lack of masks. So, you know, the masks pretty much in China have run out. So, you know, that's that's a prohibitive factor for the factories trying to reopen is if they just can't get the supply, the supply for masks uh, can't match the demand, then that's going to be, you know, difficult. Yeah, it's tough, you know, like, I, of course, this is affecting my business. Like, we have ongoing projects, some mass productions that had started before Chinese New Year that were 50% done or 70% done and our clients chose to to wait until after Chinese New Year to ship our product because they just didn't want to ship two times. So we have situations like that and it's like even if the factories come back to work next week, we just don't know how long it's going to take them to ramp back up into full production mode. So you know this is going to push back a lot of shipments. I think that most people that if you have shipment that or, or production that is partially complete. I would suggest probably ship it, try to ship out those products as soon as possible, because this is going to take a while. It's going to take a while for the uh, for everything to go back to normal, so to speak. I'm optimistic. You know, I think I think for the most part the virus has spread in very specific ways, and so, so unfortunately targeting very specific types of people, which is like older people children and then people with weakened immune systems and I think if you're just you know you follow the right rules you follow hygiene stay away from crowded places for the most part you should be fine unfortunately factories and warehouses are <laughs> ripe for something like that right because that's a crowded environment they tend not to be the most you know hygienic environments in the world so that's going to be a tough thing for a lot of factories to sort of implement that very quickly but, you know, like I said, like if they don't, there's going to be some huge implications on a global scale financially. That's sort of my take on it. Like I said, I'm still optimistic. I think that from the official word and then unofficial stuff that I'm hearing in China, things are starting to reopen. It's just going to be a slow and gradual process. Hopefully they, they get a handle on it and, you know, things, obviously people's health is, is the, the most important thing when it comes to this. But I, like I said, I'm not a politician, so I wanted to focus mainly on business. Everybody that I know is safe. Everybody that I know that's in China, foreigners and Chinese people are, are fine. So that's a good indication for me in terms of what the actual climate is. I feel like, because these are people that operate and move around in the same circles as me. So if one of those guys or, or girls got sick, then that would you know, uh, be a larger indication of how bad it is. 
but yeah, I think it's it's a very specific case. Also, something to keep in mind is when we're talking about these numbers with with this virus. The numbers obviously are important, but you also have to scale up. We're talking numbers, but we're not talking about percentages. You also have to scale up the percentage of people, the numbers of cases found versus the size of the country, like the population of the country. Obviously, it's it started in China, so naturally, the, the, you know, China would have the most cases because it's been here the long, it was there the longest. But I think a lot of people get hung up on the numbers. But you have to remember that China is a gigantic place with. One, over 1.4 billion people. So even a small city in China might have millions of people. So before people even understood what was going on, something like this is gonna spread much faster in a place like China. Whereas if you took a smaller country, I don't know, like a like a New Zealand or you know Fiji or something like that, like the, the number of people would be much smaller because just the population is, is less and you know people are more spread out you know before that something like that becomes an epidemic in one of those places like it's going to be less people that get caught with it right so and then of course the timing was really unfortunate as well because you had chinese new year so there's a whole migration that i mentioned so i'm sure there were a lot of people that were affected by this that were traveling that were sick that didn't know that they were sick and it probably increased the likelihood of other people getting sick so there's something to keep in mind when it comes to that so that's why I'm, I'm more optimistic because I always think about it from a numbers perspective is you know when we're talking numbers yes it's bad the amount of people but you also have to remember the size of the country and the population of the country and, and think about it from that perspective everything that happens in China happens on a larger scale because of those reasons but yeah I think from a business perspective that's that's what's going to happen is just it's going to be a slow gradual process of factories coming back to work uh, businesses reopening, which is ultimately going to push back mass, mass productions. It's going to cost people a lot of money. If you have shipments that are waiting, I would try to get them ship, shipped out as soon as possible. If you have shipments that are, if you have productions that are partially done, try to ship out what you can because we just don't know how long it's going to take for things to scale back up. And I think the Canton Fair got cancelled, so that's that's big. It's never that's never happened in I don't know how many years, like 30, 40 years. I, I don't even know. Maybe when the SARS epidemic was, was happening, the Canter Fair was canceled, but they canceled it just because they don't know how long it's going to take for things to get back to normal. Global sources is still on, as far as I know. But yeah, I think it's going to be a while before people are traveling back to China as frequently as they were. I'm going to wait it out uh, in the Philippines at least for two weeks and I'll, I'll reassess towards the end of February. If I have to stay in the Philippines longer, that's fine. But I do need to get back to China at some stage because I'm supposed to move to the Philippines in April. So I need to get back to China in March so I can pack up my stuff and, and sort of make my arrangements. <laughs> so it's a, that's on a personal level, it's, it's also affecting me like that. So, But yeah, so yeah, those are my thoughts on the coronavirus and, and sort of how it's affecting the business climate from a manufacturing standpoint. If you have any questions about this, obviously you drop me a comment in the comment section. And also, what are your, what's going on with you guys in your businesses? How is, how is this situation, how is the delays with productions and, and factories getting back to work? How is it affecting you in your respective e-commerce businesses? Let me know in the comment section below. Like, comment, share, subscribe, 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 and I will see you guys next week. Make more songs and play them around the country.